Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. gentlemen this is john c morley serial entrepreneur here and yes you're tuning into uh 25 days of inspirational gifts around the holidays for those of you that are new to this uh we are starting with series and the first series we're starting with is the 25 gifts around the holidays of inspiration so each night i actually unwrap a separate gift and these gifts are not necessarily expensive gifts, but gifts that I uh, give you tips and tools on how to apply a meaning about them in your life to become a better version of yourself and help other people become better versions of themselves. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I hope you are enjoying uh, your holiday rush and bustle and get around and things like that and staying safe. Uh, go ahead and just give me a thumbs up, like, support, whatever platform you're on. Be so grateful. We're very grateful to where everyone that's listening from Facebook, um, from my profile page, from my John C. Morley Sir Entrepreneur page, from my LinkedIn profile, from YouTube John C. Morley Sir Entrepreneur, and from, yes, um, Twitch John C. Morley uh, Sir Entrepreneur page. So it is great to be here with all of you uh, people tonight. And, uh, you know, I know you're probably wanting to get a gift. I want to ask you if there was a gift that you could get in your life right now, a gift not in a bag or something you could unwrap, but something you could be given in your life, you could have for the rest of your life to improve the quality of your life. What would that be? Now, I don't want you to say money or anything like that. I want you to give me a skill, something maybe you're not very good at now or something you want to get better at. Let me know. Comment in the spot below. All right. Then go ahead and tag your friends, your colleagues, and your associates. And of course, you know I want you to share it out to every one of those people. And remember to share it to everyone on all your social media platforms. So I've got my gift. Christmas has uh, been coming for me every single day. It's been a lot of fun. Just unwrap this gift here. Oh, look what I got. I got measuring cups by uh, Betty Crocker. So measuring, why did I get this gift? Well, because in life, in order to be successful, you need to know how to measure. If you're baking a cake, um, there's something we learned from the French called mise en place. And that's when you prepare what you're going to be um, putting into your recipes by pre-measuring them out. So this way, when you're in the middle of, of uh, let's say, mixing things up, you don't have to spend time actually measuring because it's already been done ahead of time. And you know when you run out of cups, 
you're done with putting things in. If there's stuff still in cups, then you know that you haven't put everything into your recipe. All right. So measuring. In order to make a great cake, to make a good pastry, to even make a delicious dinner, you need to measure. Now, some people say, oh, gee, I need a pinch of this, a pinch of that. But there's still some type of measuring going on. It's a lot more popular when we get into like pastries, desserts, and things like that. Because whether you put an, a pound of flour in or you put a half a cup of flour or you put no yeast or you put, um, let's say, no baking powder, that could dramatically affect the outcome to how your cookies or your sweets or your baked goods are going to turn out or in some cases be flat or burnt to a crisp. Now, measuring is something that a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, and people in everyday life don't like to do. Why? Well, you guys know I'm an engineer, but whether you're an engineer or not, some people don't want to apply the concept of measuring to their life. They'll measure if they're an engineer. They'll measure in chemistry all day long. But when we ask them to measure on results, they're like, huh? What are you talking about? Like they, they give you this weird face. Now, we know that in baking, it is essential to measure. I'll give you an example in life where it's important to measure. If you're doing a campaign online, let's say you're doing a social media campaign, and you want to know what the results are, the ROI, you need to measure. You need to test. Test A, test B, which one had um, a better click rate? Which one got you sales or which one had more sales, right? Uh, if there were tickets you're selling to an event. And so when we can quantify uh, people's actions into doing something based on what we've done, we're able to duplicate that over and over and over again and also expand uh, our reach, whether it's expand, expand the target market, uh, whether it's certain buying behaviors, but now we have an idea, right? If you measure things on a small scale, then when you get on a larger scale, it's going to be a lot easier. You see, a lot of people don't measure until they get in trouble. I'll give you an example. Um, some people that are not great at managing their books measure and see they have a problem when they notice that they're going to just about bounce a check. So that's a very bad, bad use of not managing. So how else can we manage in life? Well, if we are, let's say, trying to achieve a goal, and we've talked about our dreams. So what are dreams? Well, goals are dreams on a deadline. Now, if there's no way for us to measure, for example, did I put in a quarter cup? Did I put a half a cup in? Did I put a full cup in, a third of a cup? If there's no way for me to measure, there's no barometer, that can be a serious problem in life. And I am going to be overflowing my cup or I'm not going to be putting enough in. And let's say we have multiple things like online with social media. We may have different buckets that we have to check. A lot of people don't want to spend the time because they feel it's pointless. So they feel there's no way to do it. But there are ways to do it, and they're not very hard. It's just people don't want to do it. They're lazy. I mean, that, that's really the truth of it. Can you measure relationship? Yeah. You can measure whether the person and you are being compatible. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when you're dating somebody and you're finding that 
maybe you're not in harmony right away, but you're starting to see that you're starting to connect more, you can measure that. After two or three dates, if you feel that you're getting further apart, well, then you know there's a problem and you either have to address it or move on, right? A lot of people will date somebody 5, 10, 15 times and then just kind of want to keep themselves happy so they go on a date, but it's really not the right thing to do because the other person actually wanted to break it off, but they were too nice to do it. One of the things you have to realize in life is that if you're going out with somebody, and even if you you date online, and let's say you were having a video call and then you're going to meet, don't waste the person's time and be nice with them and say you want to meet them if you really don't. Because it's not fair to you and it's not fair to them. As I say, they're big boys and big girls. And you can just say to them, look, I'm not feel, I don't think this is going to work out. I don't want to waste your time. People will be more respective to you with that. And then there's some people that don't want to date. They're just looking for fun. And you don't necessarily know these things when you're getting started, but they become a serious problem down the road because you learn people's true colors. You don't learn them in 24 hours, but you do learn them the more time you spend with someone. That's one of the reasons why before somebody decides to get closer, they spend a lot more time together. They can see how they tolerate each other, how they respect each other, how they're going to handle things. Now, in life, you can measure so many things. You can measure, like if you're trying to lose weight, are you measuring? You can measure your weight and see, are you doing things that are actually causing you to lose weight? Yes or no? Are you able to measure if you're drinking, let's say, 24 ounces or 72 or whatever it is. And in my case, I'm actually drinking uh, of these water things. I literally put down about, uh, I'd say I drink about three. So that's 72 ounces of water a day, RO water. But I can measure that very, very easily. I can see the indicator going down right from the water. I think the problem with some people in life is that they don't measure things because they don't know how. There's one group that's lazy. And there's another group that says, Oh, I didn't know that I could measure flour. Yeah, there's something called <laughs> measuring cups. And typically they come with a one, half, third, and a quarter. And so when you have something like this, you're able to measure. Now, let's say you were trying to take, I don't know, uh, a piece of paper like this, and you wanted to measure it, right? Well, we know from using paper for a long time that this paper is eight and a half by 11. It's, it's pretty easy to, to, to know that, okay? But if you didn't know that, I could actually measure this and figure out what it is. I could figure out that this is 11 across and that this is eight, uh, eight and a half, um, you know, uh, down. So, 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 excuse me. So, so eight and a half, actually, eight and a half uh, is going to be uh, your left to right and your down would be 11. So, very easy. But if you didn't, you could use a ruler. And by using a ruler, you don't have to play a guessing game. Like, is it going to fit? Is it not going to fit? I've seen so many stories where people go to a home improvement store or a furniture store, and they buy this piece of furniture, and it's on sale. And then they get it home. They're like, oh, I guess we forgot 
about how we're going to get in the car. So then they finally figure how they're going to get on the car. They put on the roof or they tie the doors down or they have their kids holding it out so it doesn't fall out the, the back. And they're driving home because it's only about a half a mile or less than a mile away. Then they get home and they're like, okay, um, how do we get it in the house? Oh, we could take it out of the box. Oh, yeah, sure. That'll help. So we take it out of the box. And now we get it into the house. And as we get into the house, we suddenly realize that we have to get it into another room. But that room has a hallway. And for whatever reason, we can't get it past the hallway. And we don't know how to make it fit. So now we have to get more creative. Like we have to take the doors off or something else. And so if we would have just measured from the very beginning, we would have been able to tell that, hey, we're buying something way too big, or we got to figure out in the beginning that we have to take the doors off instead of like trying to waste the whole day. of like, oh my gosh, I spent all this money on this item. It's not returnable. And we don't know how we're going to get this item in or how we're going to install it. We call this pre-planning, right? Uh, you can measure before something so you know what you want to achieve, and then you can keep using that barometer. You can measure during and you can measure after. So one example of that is in manufacturing. Let's say you're making a certain type of widget and you measure that you need it to be, I don't know, a quarter of an inch. Okay. And so you measure that quarter of an inch and now it makes the, the widget and you measure it again and you see, gee, is it a quarter of an inch? Yes, it is. But then you can measure up to so many times to see, is it staying on point or is the tolerance getting off? And we might be talking hairs, but that hair of a fraction might be a problem, especially if you're putting it into something that's engineered that has to be exactly precise. Now, measuring is something that has been around for, I'm going to say, many, many years. And if you guys had to ask me the question, you know, um, when did measuring, let's just say, when did, when did measuring uh, start? Well, uh, the earliest recorded system of weights and measures originated back into the third or fourth millennium BC. And even the very earliest uh, group of people needed measurement for the purpose of agriculture, construction, and trade. And um, another thing people ask me is, John, what's the first thing that was ever measured? Well, the first thing that was ever measured uh, was the cubic unit. And it was developed by the ancient Egyptians. And it was the length of the arm from the elbow, okay, right here, okay, to the tip of the middle finger, okay, elbow to the tip of the middle finger. And that was about 18 inches. And so you're probably wondering, well, who came up with measuring? Where did measuring come from? It was actually an English bishop. His name was John Wilkins. And uh, he was around from 1614 to 1672. And he invented the system part of the decimal metric system, which he published a book with a plan for the universal measure in 1668. So measuring has been with us for quite a long time, but a lot of people don't realize that we can't just guesstimate things. If we guesstimate things, we're going to waste time. We waste time, we're going to waste money. We waste time, we waste money, we're going to become frustrated. And we may potentially lose a client because we'll prove our ignorance. Now, if you don't know how to measure, then you need to learn. 
But you can't just say, hey, I don't know how to do this. A lot of times um, people in business will go to consultants or other serial entrepreneurs like myself and ask, how do we do this? And the first thing I'll say to someone is, okay, well, we got to get from point A to point B. This is what you need to do. Well, how do I know? How do you know if you're doing that? Well, you got to check yourself. How can you check yourself? Here's a few tips or here's a few tools that you can use to see if you're on point. One thing you can do is you can write down everything you do when you start something to when you end. And you can get a whole log of what's going on. And are you measuring? Are you not measuring? You can also use a sample system whereby if you put in four hours a day or eight hours a day, you can look at the result after X hours and see, did the needle move? Did our progress go anywhere further or did it go backwards? So let's say we were talking about uh, an airplane, all right? And when an airplane started on the ground, if the airplane didn't make any progress, let's say it didn't have its wheels go up and all it did was move and all that's that's every all they ever did was move but it never was able to get the wheels off then we would say it didn't make any progress so what is progress well that's a great question progress is when we go from a certain point to where we are to getting somewhere better to actually improving our situation now we can have progress in business we can have progress in our personal relationships we can have progress in any goal setting we have. Progress is what's propelled our world forward. Um, General Electric, um, many other companies around, many car companies, right? They make progress. And progress is actually started with one thing and ends to another. So let's say many, many years ago, the very first dishwasher was um, water and a dishpan, and people were washing it back and forth. That's all they did. The next dishwasher had this um, kind of tube, and you put all the dishes in, and it had a hose, and you hooked it up to your kitchen sink, you turned it on, had a little bit of uh, force in there from the water, but it was an electric. It just moved from the water power, and that was one, one dishwasher. Then we went to other dishwashers where we started making them into units and then they got hooked up to electric and then they piped water in and now you had everything contained but then we got better because we started to be able to use the water better we started to be able to use the motor better then we got all the way up to top level dishwashers like i have today like bosch and we got extremely quiet with these dishwashers i mean things that people didn't believe could exist can exist but why did we not do it before well because nobody was measuring sound why they become important? Because they're putting them in condos or other quiet places and people would run them at all hours of the night. So you can see how important measuring is. Measuring also can help you with finances. It can help you understand what you're going to need to do something. Maybe you're working on a project. You need to have a budget. That's measuring, right? Maybe you need to measure your skill level. Do you know what it takes to use a jigsaw or to use a round saw or to use a hammer? Do you know what it takes? Can you measure those skills? If you can't measure those skills, that's when you go to a professional and say, hey, let's take a look at x-rays, right? X-rays are able to tell us something about a body, but the problem is most people can't read an x-ray, right? You have to be certified to read an x-ray. So it's a tool, 
But if you don't know how to use the tool, and you don't know how to measure the use of the tool, what good is the tool? The most expensive tool you could buy. If you didn't understand how to read its results, what good would it be for you if it was a measuring tool, right? There are measuring tools out today that you can use to actually measure point A to point B with a laser beam. And uh, But if you didn't know how to do that, you could be measuring lopsided. We even have levels you could put on the wall, right? And that can help you to whether you're going to mount something crooked or mount something straight. And how do we know that it's crooked or straight? We didn't use a level. Really simple. People say, you know, that doesn't look straight on the wall. You sure? No, it's your eyes. And then finally, somebody says, you know what? Let's get a level. What's that? And they put a level on it like, oh, yeah, I guess that bubble. Oh, I never looked at that bubble before. Yeah. Oh, wow. So now when somebody understands how to measure something, it makes it really easy. And the next time you're able to get a quick bird's eye view and say, oh, wow, I'm way off. Let's talk about driving for a second. When you're in the car and you're on the, in the lane, how can you know if you're driving properly? Well, if you're in your lane, that's great, right? But if you're over your lane, that's a barometer to tell you, hey, look, you're not driving safely. You got to stay in your lane. Another barometer is, are we at a close stopping distance? Do Are we able to stop the car very easily without jamming on our brakes? If we are, then we're probably driving safely and at a good speed in relativity to the other people on the road. So we can use measuring for lots of things. We can use measuring for singing. We can use measuring for uh, speeches. Measuring and analysis are very, very similar. Measuring puts a quantitative piece to measuring. So if you were getting an evaluation, let's say at the office, uh, or you were evaluating your staff, you can say certain things, but you're always going to have to put it into a quantitative form. Because otherwise, you'll be like, oh, well, I guess I don't like you. And that's not how you can do things, especially when you're an equal opportunity employer. You have to give a standard. So if it was Joe, if it was Bob, it was Mary, and they all didn't meet that standard, now you'd have a reason to fire them. But if one met the standard and the other two didn't, then you'd have a reason to fire those two, but not the one person. You see, a lot of people in life don't realize that you can measure things. We can use algorithms to help us with that and using a process. But when we're baking, we have to use a formula. That formula is the ingredients and then how much is going into those ingredients. And then when are we preparing them, such as the wet ingredients, the dry ingredients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If we're building a house, we also have to measure. Um, do we have enough bricks? So now we've measured. We use counting to measure, right? And then maybe after we measured, we might stick a dipstick down and see, is, is it solid? So we'll use different things to measure. Inspectors will come along after electrical and kind of use standards that are set in. In computer technology, we use something called the OSI model. I'm not going to get into that. But those are standards that are uh, written that define the operations of networking. So once a standard is established, other people can learn the standard and then adhere to the standard. That's why we have standards, standards of measure. If you go to a store and you go to buy a pound of bananas, it's going to be a pound of bananas here in New Jersey, a pound of bananas in Connecticut, a pound of bananas in California, because we're all using standards. 
Now, if I was using, let's say, metric, and they were using something else, there still should be an equivalent to exactly being the same, which is why we have the U.S. states of measures for scales. And that is a way of making sure that everyone stays honest because we know that scales can get out of calibration. We have standards for our post office, right? When we go to mail something, what is it now? A, a standard uh, postage right now. If, if you had to mail um, you know, a standard postage, postage for a, a letter right now in the U.S., I don't know if anybody knows because you, you made it go to the post office that often. But right now it is 58 cents. Okay. In 2020, it was 55 cents. That means it went up three cents. Uh, in 2020, a first class mail letter, each additional ounce was 15 cents. In 2021, it went up five cents for 20 cents. First class mail, flat large, was a dollar in 2020. And for the first ounce in 2021, it's $1.16. So we have standards which will help us to keep maintaining the same thing over and over again. We have standards in uh, temperature control. We like the room 70 degrees, 60 degrees. We know what that standard is. Sometimes people call standards their preferences. Like we have things like sleep number beds, right? We know what our standards. If I say, well, gee, I need a little more comfortable, or a little less comfortable, or I need a little warmer or a little you know, or a little less cool or a little more warm, a little less cooler. What is that? You eventually have to compare it to a number. Oh, he likes 68 degrees. Okay. That's what that means. Lighting can also be done like that. Well, I don't like it so bright. I like it that this, we can calibrate the luminance in the room based on a digital scale. And now we can say, gee, I want the light to be at this level. This is what we do a lot in, in photography. We have different levels that can, whether it be tungsten or whether it be daylight, we can set the lights and then we can have them all synchronized. Because if I said, gee, I want to shoot at daylight or I want to shoot this, there's a standard to meet. There are standards for colors, PMS colors. So there's standards for everything in life, ladies and gentlemen. If you are having trouble reaching a goal, see how someone else reached the goal and see if there's a standard to measure you to where you currently are now and where you want to get to. That's all you need to do. The reason you're not achieving your goal is because you haven't figured out what your measuring device is. Once you figure out your measuring device, now you can alter behavior. You can alter different things to get your results. Same thing with social media, right? We know what's working. And we know, for example, that video does better than still then we could put more effort into video. But if we didn't know that from statistics, we'd have to research it ourselves. Now, I don't tell you to believe what people say. I want you to, to check it out for yourself. But when you can see and agree that, look, yes, that's the way it's working, then you're going to say, oh, wait a minute. I guess I should spend um, the money on the video because it's actually going to cost me maybe a third of the price because only people that are interested are going to click on the video. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you tonight. I encourage you to please go to John C. Morley's Serial Entrepreneur on YouTube. And yes, click on that link below where it says help keep our content free and make the choice to buy my team and I a cup of coffee or a glass of water. We'll be so grateful and continue to provide you the most jaw-dropping, motivational, inspirational content to get you out of procrastination mode into action consistently achieving your goals and being able to measure when you're not. 
I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. Again, it's been a pleasure. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, that'll be day six with another great gift around the holidays. Take care, everyone. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.